Spirituality can show up in your life and business in a variety of different ways. And this is yet another area where I'm a strong believer that you have to find what works for you. But overall, taking a closer look at your own spiritual tools can have an incredible effect on how you tap into your intuition, cultivate confidence, and create more results as a business owner. Today, we take a deep dive into astrology, law of attraction, moon cycles, and so much more so that you can use these tools to achieve more goals in life and business. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Alexandria Rollet, or Lexi for short, an astrologer based in the St. Louis, Missouri area. Through her work, she helps people understand a little more about themselves and the environment around them. She believes that astrology is a tool and a framework that can help everyone become not only more self-aware, but also more grounded human beings. By understanding themselves and working with the energies that are at play in their environment, Lexi's clients find more clarity and ease in their lives. When Lexi isn't working with clients, you can find her assisting families with special needs children, playing on the softball field, or taking her dire wolf, Stark, on walks around the neighborhood. So Lexi, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited about this. So talk to me a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it. Yeah. Okay. So I am an astrologer and what I do is I work one-on-one with people and we really dig into their birth charts and kind of understand what are uh, their personality traits? What are some challenges that they might face in their life? Where do they find most of their luck? And we also touch on like what their true calling is. So through my work, I really help people just understand themselves a little bit more, as well as kind of how to walk through life a little bit more informed uh, that really works with the energy that is in their chart instead of maybe working against it. A lot of times I see people are working against their charts, but it's unbeknownst to them, right? So they don't really know what's going on. But uh, once I can work with them and show them what's going on, they're like, oh, everything makes sense now. Okay, great. I knew I was doing this one thing that really wasn't working well. And this is why. Okay, so now I can change it. So, so that's kind of a little bit of what I do and and how I work with people. Awesome. So this is totally an area outside of my expertise. So how did you get into this? I'm so curious. So I got into astrology whenever I was very young. You know, I kind of picked up a magazine, a cosmopolitan, and just split to the end and saw everything about horoscopes. And I found my sign, which is cancer. And I was reading it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. I'm going to meet my crush tomorrow. Woohoo! This is awesome. <laughs> and <laughs> and then 
you know, I just, it kind of built from there. I got more and more into it. I studied more and more about my personal sun sign and, and, you know, a lot of it really fit as a cancer, but then a lot of it didn't. And that kind of really intrigued me to dig in even more to understand, okay, why, why does this sun sign not fit me entirely? So I dug in and I found out that you have a whole natal chart is what it's called. So you have a sign for every single planet. I was like, what is this? This is so neat. Then I discovered that the only sign I have in cancer is actually my son and everything else is in in different places. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is exactly why. Okay, cool. So I just kept digging and digging and then I decided to do a mentorship with an astrologer because that's one of the best ways to learn astrology. And through my work with her, you know, just so many doors were opened and we did a lot of case studies with people that she had worked with before. And it was just amazing. Like every time I would look at a chart and give my interpretations to her, she could then feed back to me. Okay. Everything that you just said actually did happen in this person's life because she knew them personally, you know? And huh. yeah, I was like, are you kidding? (laughs) This is amazing. How do people not feel like this is legit? So, you know, it was that mentorship that really, really helped me dig into it and feel like astrology is something worth putting time into and something that can really help people, like I said before, understand who they are, understand what they might face in life. So yeah, that's just kind of the how I got into it. Awesome. So with that, I would love to know what is the one mindset shift that's made the biggest difference for either you or your clients? Yeah, that would be, you know, you don't have to have a spiritual business to incorporate spiritual tools into your planning. And kind of by extension of this, using spiritual tools doesn't make you less of a professional. I'm surprised by how many people tell me like, oh, I wish I could use astrology in my planning, but I don't have an astrology business. Or they tell me like, tarot is kind of cool, but my business is branding. How is tarot going to help me with that? And it just kind of surprises me whenever people say things like that. Because just because you are interested in spiritual tools doesn't mean that you have to showcase that. You know, you don't have to make it well known that you are a tarot practicer, even if you are making websites. So how can people use those tools or like how can that mindset shift of incorporating those tools and becoming more open to it really show up in their business on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, that's a really good question. So for me personally, incorporating things like astrology, incorporating tarot, what they do for me is really opens me up to intuition and new possibility. Mm -hmm. So one thing that we as business owners can really get down into is just all of the nitty gritty things that need to happen. Like, oh, I need to do this task and this task and this task to make this thing happen. And yes, while those things are true, sometimes we cut ourselves off from the other things that we could be doing that could even make that thing that we're trying to make even better. And that's something that I find astrology, for example, can really help with because you're really just tapping into like, what's the, what's the energy that the universe is trying to give to me? 
right? Like instead of not working with the universe where, you know, we might be doing X, Y, and Z over and over and over again and not finding any success. So maybe more in more practical terms, something that people talk about a lot is law of attraction and manifesting, for example. And these are really great tools, but they're only great if you put in the work to make them work. So one tool that I really like to use is the chalkboard method, which is from Being Boss. And the whole idea of it, do you do that by chance? You know, I have a a different kind of dashboard setup that I use, but it's very similar. And I'm familiar with the chalkboard method. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, the chalkboard method, the whole point behind it is creating space for the things that you want to happen. So for me, I know how many clients that I want in a month because I've done the math behind it to know what I need, right? So I create space on a whiteboard to actually fulfill those places. And what that does is allows me to, first of all, visually see it, that this is something that I need to fulfill. But it also allows me to create the space for anyone, right? Like I could be, let's say you have a client that's interested and you're like, okay, I need to get that particular client, which yes, that's something that we want to go after because we're business owners and we, you you know, we want to show our expertise and we want to help people. But the fact that I have open spaces means that, okay, it would be great if I could have that one client, but I know that there's other out there. There's more out there, right? For example, this podcast on my own board, I've left a space for unexpected extras. Yes, I love that. Yeah, yeah, because you never know. Like that's that's kind of the whole point. Is like you don't know what the universe is trying to bring out for you. So I am making the space for that unexpected stuff, right? And this podcast came out of it. Now that doesn't mean though that. I had these open blanks and I was like, whatever comes about is great. No, I reached out to you, Amanda, as the host of the podcast and tried to see what could come come out of that. That's what I mean by, you know, these tools are great, but you have to support them to make them work for you. I think part of what you're saying here is a huge mindset shift, right? That's happening when Mm -hmm. we create the that kind of space for the things that we want in our life. I think sometimes we can have this tendency as business owners to become so dead set on one particular way that something that we want can show up in our life. And I think that's what you're talking about when you know you have a lead for a client that could be coming in and something like that. You get so set on that one client. This would be the perfect project or this would be like the perfect coaching relationship or this would be, you know, it's this person or nothing, right? Right. And I think what you're talking about there is kind of creating the space for anything that's within that realm to come in and really opening yourself up to the possibilities that it might not look exactly like what you thought it would, Mm -hmm. but it'll still bring about the same results. And I love that you're talking about that here because I think it's so important to remember that the things that we want can show up in our lives in so many different ways. And sometimes that tunnel vision just takes away from us enjoying what's in front of us right now. Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. Thank you for tying it up into a nice, very eloquent bow. (laughs) Um, But yes, that's exactly it. You know, we don't want to have the tunnel vision because when we get in a rut, that isn't really serving us. Totally. 
Ready to cultivate even more tools to handle those inevitable bumps in the road that we all encounter as entrepreneurs? Chances are, if you've been in business for a hot minute, you know that things will come up that are outside of your control. And it's so important that you cultivate the right mindset around what falls in your court and what's left up to the universe. If that sounds like your jam, go ahead and sign up for my free Simplifying Success coaching call. Together, we find the one simple shift that's specific to you and your business so you can cultivate a success mindset and start thriving. Head over to amandadennelly.com slash free call to book. I do three of these each week, so get over there and book yours today. So can you talk to me, I know you mentioned law of attraction briefly, but can, for anyone who's not familiar with it, can we talk a little bit more about what it is that law of attraction is and how it can play in your own life and business? Sure. The law of attraction is basically this concept that whatever you put out, you receive back. So if you're putting out positive vibes, if you're putting out, you know, calling out what you want out of life those types of things are going to come back. Alternatively, it could also work the other way. So if you're being more negative, you might receive negative things back. I totally see this show up in how so how people talk about technology sometimes, right? And they're like, oh, things always break for me. Like, I'm always going to have technology problems. Like, I'm just not good with tech, right? And I think that sometimes those stories just kind of perpetuate themselves, right? And whether you want to call it law of attraction or you want to talk about the stories that you tell yourself or you want to say that your brain is going to continue to find instances of what you tell it, whatever feels true to you, but you're definitely paying attention more to those instances when things are going wrong, right? And I think this is super fascinating because what happens is things are probably going right the same amount of times that, you know, you're having tech glitches and they're going wrong, if not more, right? But for some reason, we like to hone in on those type of experiences that are negative, right? And we're just creating more evidence for ourselves that we're bad with tech, right? And I think that kind of comes back to what you're talking about with law of attraction here too, because if you're putting out that things always break for you, guess what? Things are always going to break for you. Yeah, exactly. You know, law of attraction has many different names these days. I I feel like I keep hearing the same story over and over, like these messages that people are sharing. Like you just shared kind of the same thing whenever you talked about us telling ourselves, get our shit together. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of the same concept. They become these self-fulfilling prophecies where, like you said, oh, I'm bad with tech. Tech always crashes for me, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it probably will if you keep telling yourself that. And if you keep putting that energy out there, uh, then it's not going to change. I see a lot of this happening with like people that don't believe that their relationships are ever going to be positive. For example, that's, that's a big one that I really hear. Uh, I can never find love or I'm only attracting the losers, you know, or, or the dirtbags or whatever you want to call them. Well, if you keep telling yourself these stories and if you keep opening yourself up to these types of people, these types of relationships, then you're just going to 
keep getting that over and over and over again. So what I like to do when I'm really trying to tap into the law of attraction or manifesting or whatever you want to call it is I write out the statement, what I want to happen. And I make it very actionable and very direct too. You know, for example, I have a rental house that I want to get rid of. So I wrote down on a whiteboard on my calendar, in fact, that I will sell this house by X date. And and actually, I first wrote it out to say, I want to sell my house by X date. And then I thought, wait, no, that's not going to get it. So I erased want to and I wrote will. That way, like I see this every day that I will sell my house by December 31st, 2018. So what I'm going to now do every time I set statement is I'm going to do the things that need to be done to get that accomplished, right? So that's just like a really actionable way to work with the law of attraction. Yes. And I want to point out that when you were talking about getting your shit together, that's episode six. So if anyone hasn't listened to that yet, go back and listen to that and you'll gain more clarity around what it was that we were talking about there. Um, Definitely all ties into the same concept. But I also wanted to point out, so your story about the rental house reminded me a lot of when we moved into our current house up here in the mountains. And we had had a rental that we had been living in and it was kind of a weird lease. It was like nine months. And I think probably about three or four months before the end of the lease, we started thinking that we would probably want to live somewhere else. Brian really wanted to buy a house. We wanted to move out west, closer to the mountains, and get away from city life in Denver. So we had, man, I think we closed on this house the day that we had to – like the exact day that we had to be out of that apartment. And there was no overlap. There was no cushion. There was no – like there was nothing, right? Like the movers showed up the day the contract was signed, right? Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was was super stressful. But I think – I think you show up differently in your life when there kind of isn't an alternative, right? And I think that's what you're talking about when you're writing on your calendar, I will sell this house by X day, is that you're you're just showing up differently. We didn't have a plan B. You know, I suppose we would have put everything in a moving truck and rented an Airbnb or something like that, but there really wasn't a backup plan in place. And I think sometimes when you remove the backup plan and you're like, well, there's no other choice but for this to work out, that's when things start happening because you're taking the actions necessary to start seeing the kind of change that you want in your life. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. And, and that kind of brought up for me too, in my mind, like this is just goal setting, you know, like that's really all it is. You can set a goal. I think there was that study done and I don't remember who did it, uh, but it's like people who establish goals only, you know, maybe 10% accomplish them, but the people that write down the goals, 50% of them accomplish it. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, but I'm super curious. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to find that and put it in the show notes for the listeners because it's really awesome. But it's basically getting to the point where, and this was like a college that did this study. uh, It's getting to the point where the people that actually write down their goals and 
plan it out are the ones that actually accomplish them. You can either call it goal setting, you can call it law of attraction, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but what people are doing, these people that are achieving what they want to achieve, is they're putting it out there. They're putting it out there for the world to see, for themselves to see, and because of that, it's like accountability, right? So you're holding yourself accountable. And if you share this stuff with, with, if you share your goal with other people, they're ultimately going to hold you accountable as well. Just for me, myself, just because since somebody else knows that I want to accomplish something, that helps me accomplish it. You know what I mean? Because almost like I don't want to let myself down, but I also don't want to let other people down too, even if they don't actually care. It's just something in my mind, I guess. Does that make sense? Yep, totally. And it's so interesting that you say that because it reminded me. So I am one of those type of people where I won't tell anyone anything until I've like actually decided and I've actually made up my mind on something. So when Mm -hmm. I say I'm thinking about getting that green jacket from Target. I don't know, whatever. (laughs) It means like I've already decided. It's basically already in my shopping cart. Like (laughs) there, there is like no other alternative, right? So I'm definitely like, I won't tell you until I'm sure. Whereas um, my partner, Brian, he... He's so funny because he like processes externally, right? So kind of like mm-hmm. what you were talking about where like you're telling someone and kind of like that helps you in the commitment process and in the goal setting process. That's more how he processes is to really talk things through and, you know, look at it from every different angle and really come to a decision and a goal that way. And I think what's important here is figuring out what it is that works for you because a lot of the tools that we use in business and in life, there isn't necessarily like a one-size-fits-all strategy. And I think a lot of times we wish there was. But what I have found is that it's really important to know how you function best and how you commit to decisions and how you set goals and how you can show up as the person that's going to accomplish those goals because it it does take time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we all process things differently. And it, I think it's important to experiment with those things. Yeah, 100%. Experimentation is your friend 100%. So just because one person has found a tool to be useful for them does not mean that it's going to be useful for you. However, if it's something that you want to try, you do need to give it the amount of time required for it to actually do what it needs to do. For example, right now it's really popular to work with the moon. Oh, interesting. Talk to me about how that works. Yeah, so it is based upon the phases of the moon. So um, we'll think of a new moon, first of all. So the new moon, you can't see it in the sky, correct? And the concept behind planning around the new moon is that you can create whatever you want because there's a blank canvas. So this is a the time to actually like set a goal something that you want to happen, you want to happen in your life. And, you know, you just kind of put that out there with the new moon in the sky. And then as the moon goes through its phases, that goal that you're setting, it's supposed to start manifesting and coming about come the full moon, because that's whenever you're supposed to, to realize these goals. And the full moon is also where you're supposed to release things that aren't serving you anymore as well. 
So this is a really hmm. popular tool at the moment. And it, it is great. I mean, think about the moon and how it affects the tides, right? And our bodies are mostly water. So if the moon can affect something as large as the ocean, why can't it affect the water in our bodies and actually impact our decision making on our lives, right? You know, working with the moon is great, but you have to give it the amount of time that it needs to actually do that. The moon phase, uh, an entire phase, excuse me, more like the process from beginning to end, it's about 30 days. It's about a month long. So you have to at least work with a complete phase with that at least one month. And I would even say if for this particular tool, maybe even two or three months, because the first time that you're going to work with it, it's you don't quite understand. It might not feel comfortable yet. So you'll try it one month and then you might try it the next month and it's going to feel a little bit better. Right. And then maybe the third month, it's like, OK, I understand how this actually works. And then you can actually make your decision then if this tool is something for you or not. Interesting. So can you give me an example of what a good goal to set would be during that kind of moon cycle? Like are these big? I mean, because 30 days isn't a huge amount of time. So what kind of goals should you be setting during that 30-month period? And can you give me any examples of those? Sure. I find the types of goals that usually work best when working with the moon phase, excuse me, the moon phases, because there's multiple, <laughs> I find whenever you're trying to cultivate some kind of energy or some kind of thought process, for example. So one that I have used in the past is just becoming more open to opportunity. So it's kind of, it's kind of more broad, right? And it's a little bit more Whatever the moon kind of wants to bring about for me, I'm open to. So kind of what we were talking about earlier about creating space for things instead of being closed off and tunnel visioned. So that's one thing that I have used the moon for is I want to cultivate a more open mindset. So I put that out there in that new moon, and then I let the phases of the moon take and give and, and do the things that it needs to do throughout the whole cycle. Interesting. So how can we sort of implement these tools within our business? I know you were talking about a more open mindset. Is that something that only kind of shows up in the life aspects or are they tools that we can implement on the business side too? Yeah, you can 100% incorporate these things into your business. So let's say you want to um, call in more clients that actually have the amount of funds that are required for whatever your service is. Like maybe you're really attracting the people that you would love to work with, but they just physically can't pay. So let's say you want to attract people with the amount of funds that is needed. You can use things like the law of attraction or like the uh, chalkboard method, for example. Literally write a statement out there saying, I am attracting clients with money, which is a very good example from being boss. Or let's say, you know, astrology has been used for business purposes in the past. Are you familiar with the company JP Morgan? Mm -hmm. Okay. So JP Morgan himself has made a statement in the past. Um, millionaires don't need astrologers, but billionaires do. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So 
What people in business are using astrology for is really for timing, letting them know when is a good time to trade a certain stock or when is the economy going to have, you know, a crash maybe. Like these things can be predicted um, if, a, if an astrologer is privy to those types of topics. There's a company out there called um, MMA Cycles, and this was created by Raymond Merriman. And he basically advises certified financial planners, investment bankers, people in kind of those the financial world about the planetary cycles and how that's going to affect the market so that they can be better informed. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, the last one I'll add, very famously, uh, the Reagan family uses or has used astrology while uh, Ronald was in office most of that was directed by nancy but you know they were really focused on timing again when is a good time to make this speech or when is a good time to travel and and things like that so just to answer your question how can we use these tools in business if we're talking about astrology for example a lot of it has to do with timing one tool i really like to use is tarot I'm not a expert on tarot by any means. I definitely am getting out my book every single time that I draw a card um, to see what the meaning is. But what I find for me is it helps me establish an energy for the day or for the week. Like, what are the things that I need to focus on this week in my business? Awesome. So Lexi, I have loved this conversation today. If listeners want to hear more from you or they want to get their birth charts read, where can they find you? Yeah. And I just want to say this conversation has been so fun. Thank you so (laughs) much for having me. This has been awesome. Of course. But your listeners can find me on Instagram is where I prefer to hang out. And that is at Alexandria period astrology. Alexandria spelled A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-I-A. And um, you could also go to my website, www.alexandria-astrology.com. So those are the primary two places to go. And your listeners can get a one question reading from me for free if they use the code simple shift, which I can include for the show notes. Basically, what a one-question reading would be is you would just submit your birth info, like the date, time, and location that you were born, and one question that you want to get answered. And then I would deliver to you a PDF format of kind of like an explanation of your three basic signs of sun, moon, and your rising sign, and as well as the answer to your question and where I found that answer. So yeah, your listeners can get that for free. Awesome. Okay, everyone, you heard it. Definitely get over there and get your one free question answered. Lexi, I had so much fun talking to you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelycom slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, 
Each month, I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call, where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> okay, perfect. Cool. I was like, did I get your dog's name right? Yep. <laughs> or yep. wait, is it a cat or dog? It's a dog. Okay, just checking. Yeah. I guess you're not a Game of Thrones fan because then the no, direwolf would have made sense to you. That's okay. <laughs> that's all right. I'm hoping that some of your listeners at least will get it. 